upon your life. But also there was a conspiracy to accuse you. Every conspiracy to accuse you of something that you did not do. There is an accusation. A cloud of accusation over your head. In the realms of the spirit. But as this anointing is coming upon you, every accusation is scattering. It is scattering. Ashakadusata. Let that anointing rush. Every attack of accusations. Accusations against you in the realms of the spirit are being grounded by the power of Elohim. You are overcoming by the power in the name of Jesus. You are overcoming. You are overcoming. You are prevailing. You are prevailing. You are prevailing. You are becoming a champion. And you are becoming a winner. That anointing just made you a winner. Lift up those hands and worship. She get it, O city. Holy Spirit, take complete control. Seize the atmosphere. Arrest every beast. Destroy every typology of a beast. Every closed door I command you to break open. Every gate that is closed I command you to break open. My God, release angels to begin to minister in this house right now. Lift up your hands, children of God. That God will minister to you tonight. You are the God that has toppled the mighty off of their throne. Let the mighty be toppled off of their throne tonight. And let the King of Glory take over. Let the King of Glory manifest. Seize the atmosphere. Bestow your presence and your power upon every believer in the house. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We give you thanks, Jehovah. We give you praise. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody say, Amen.
Somebody say, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today. Because you care for me. In such a special way. That's why I praise you. I lift you up and magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Tell your neighbor I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today. Because you care for me in such a special way. That's why I praise you. I lift you up and I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. And no foreign God can take your place. No foreign God can take your place. No foreign God can take your Somebody just salute him. Somebody just salute him. We are in 
his presence and your team. His worthy. Let's appreciate the role of voices. to the miracle night in Jesus mighty name I welcome you all to the miracle night are you expectant tonight let's appreciate sister Caro for ministering to us tonight that was a powerful word that was a powerful word and I just want to continue on from there hallelujah I want to just speak up from where she left us hallelujah I want somebody to open Luke 1, 52. Luke 1, 52, everybody. And then we'll open all these scriptures God just gave me here. Isaiah 63, 14. Somebody else open Isaiah 53, 63, 14. And the last one will be Joshua chapter 7. Hallelujah. Are we there? Yes. Luke one fifty. Luke one fifty two. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. Hallelujah. I want us to back up a little bit, Brother Jacob. Can you back up from verse forty six? It was the song of Mary. Hallelujah. It was a song of Mary. This is what Mary had to say. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God, in God my Savior. For he has re regarded the lowly stead of his, made, uh, of his maiden servant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. 49. For he who is mighty has done for, for he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. He who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. His name. Now, I don't know who is performing miracles in your life. But in my life, the one who is performing them is called the Holy One. Hallelujah. And if you are to abide with him, you have to be holy as well. He who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. That means every blessing God has given you is holy as well. Everything that's come down from the presence of God to you is holy. Unless it's coming from another source. So what the devil gives is not what? Holy. But what our God gives is holy. So you better respect and handle that blessing with all reverence. Why? Because the blessing that is in your hands, it is holy. The God who has given us whatever he has given us, it is holy. And the Bible says, who is mighty has done great things for me, and, his, and holy is his name. Can you continue? And holy is his name. Verse 50. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. 
and his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. But before we get there, there is something Mary said. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maiden servant. And behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. May God do something in your life that not just us, but all generations will call you blessed. May Amen. God give somebody a miracle that all generations ahead of you will call you blessed. That they shall, they shall refer to the God of Ritabella. They shall refer to the God of Ritabella. The God who blessed Ritabella. The God who opened the doors of that woman in those days. Shall open my doors and shall open up my wells. Somebody say yes. Yes. I pray that God will give you a generational blessing. I believe when Jacob talked about it, he was prophesying. What you did in Mokono, God will give you a generational blessing. All the generation will call you blessed. Amen. It doesn't matter how much you give. But whoever chipped in, in whatever way, may generation blessings bombard you amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe it, say amen. Amen. There is something that God can do in someone's life that can cause all the generations to call you blessed. Abraham is long gone, but we are still talking about Abraham. Why? Because God blessed him in such a way that all the generations call him blessed. We call ourselves the seed of Abraham because of the great blessing that our God gave to Abraham. When God curses a man, nobody wants to associate with that man. People only want to associate with you when you are blessed. So everybody needs a blessing. Tell your neighbor you need a blessing. Now somebody is saying what is a blessing? A blessing is the opposite of a curse. Hello? Hello? Verse 50 says, and his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. generation. I just saw the mercy of God when I was driving down here. Hallelujah. I saw the mercy of God. Hallelujah. I was driving fast, hallelujah, very fast. You know that car there, that one, that throne. That, you may not hear how fast it's going. Praise the name of the Lord. So I was caught in the middle of something where I could not even deny. Praise the Lord. But you know, my kids were like, Mommy, what were you thinking? They were condemning me. They were shouting at, me, at them. Michelle was the cheerleader. And Brielle was laughing. Praise the Lord. Mommy, look what you got yourself into. And you know what? I had nothing to say. I said, Lord, show me mercy. Holy Spirit, have mercy. Hallelujah. I, I, I've ever gotten a speeding ticket. It wasn't cheap. I don't know about you. The first speeding ticket I got in this country was 500 bucks, my dear. So I was almost got in the very exact zone they got me last time. Praise the Lord. But you know what? Mercy prevailed over judgment. Amen. That guy came in my window and he said, good evening. He touched me up and said, good evening. You are running so fast and you have little kids in here. I said, yeah, oh, Sam, very sorry. Praise the Lord. He asked me, where are you going? I said, church. He said, go slow. Nothing, nothing. He took nothing. No driver's license, no, no punching in my number. I just called on the God of mercy. May God show somebody mercy. That even when you are in the wrong, God will show you mercy. May mercy prevail over judgment. Even when they get you red-handed, may God show you mercy. 
Praise the name of the Lord. That they will not fire you. I pray that God will show somebody. The Bible says he has shown strength with his hand. And he has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. There are some people who are arrogant. They are about to be scattered in the imagination of their hearts. The ones who know they carry the spirit of pride, they didn't say amen. <laughs> I said it's about to scatter the proud in the imagination of their hearts. Amen. You know, there are some people who are so sure you can't make it. They are so sure they are going to subdue you. They are so sure they are going to put you in a place where they want you. But God is about to scatter them in the imagination of their hearts. Somebody say amen. amen. He did it in the days of Mary. He will do it in my generation as well. Amen. The Bible says in 52, he has toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. Those of you who have been humbling yourselves, it hasn't been in vain. You are about to be exalted. The mighty are about to be toppled off their throne. And guess what? When they are toppled off the throne, guess who sits there? You and me. When Vashti fell off the throne, God looked for a humble girl called Esther. And she sat on that throne. There are some proud and arrogant people that are about to be toppled off. Some people are about to lose the throne in the business room. So that you can sit on it. Praise the name of the living God. The Bible says that when the wicked prosper, the city rejoices. But when I've said it wrong. Hallelujah. When the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. And when the wicked perish, let us shout for joy. Somebody is about to shout for joy. Because that woman who blows the pipe against you in the middle of the night is about to be toppled off of her throne. She is about to go down that you may go up. Because that, that pipe that has been hindering you to rise up and sit where you should sit is about to be toppled, grounded. And you will sit where you're supposed to sit. In Jesus' mighty name, say no more displacements. No more dispositioning. No more dis in the mighty name of Jesus. I said no more dispositioning. You sit exactly where you are born to sit. You sit exactly where you are destined to sit. You will sit on that throne. It's been past 40 years, David, but you will sit on the throne. Yes, you started little by little. But, you know, occupying, you know, only Judah. But let me tell you, tell somebody, I am coming. It all started in Woburn, but I am coming. Boston, I am coming. Massachusetts, I am coming. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want us to go to Isaiah before I get to the sermon. I'm not yet preaching. Isaiah 63. Isaiah 63. From verse 14. Verse 14. As a beast goes down into the valley and the spirit of the Lord causes him to rest, so you lead your people to make yourself a glorious name. Actually, back up a bit. Verse 10. Verse 11. Verse 11. Then he remembered the days of old. Moses and his people saying, Where is he who brought them up out of the sea? With the shepherd of his flock. Where is he who put his Holy Spirit within them? 
who led them by the right hand of Moses with his glorious arm, dividing the water before them to make for himself an everlasting name, who led them through the deep as a he horse. He divided the water from before them to make for himself an everlasting, an everlasting name. Can you continue? Who led them through the deep as a horse in the wilderness that they may not stumble. As a beast goes down into the valley and the spirit of the Lord causes him to rest. So you lead your people to make yourself a glorious name. This year God is going to lead you so that he can, he can make for himself a glorious name in your life. There are things that God is going to lead you to do. Praise the name of the Lord. Why? Because he wants to make, a, make for himself a name in your life. Some of you, listen to this. When we were going down to Mokono, there is something that um, Apostle shared with me. Hallelujah. He told me the organizing committee pressured him to put a name of somebody who is mighty in, in Uganda. You know, somebody who already has a name. Praise the name of the Lord. I said, you know what? If you put the name of this man of God, people will come. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. But listen to me, children of God. People don't know that those people who call themselves that they have great names, God gave them just a little bit of his glory. He's the true glory. He is the true glory. Let me make it clear in the language. He simply, listen, people get so arrogant. But listen, he is called the king of glory. He is the king of glory. The glory you have, he has just given you a little bit. Like as small as a small powder or ashes. And some of them forget and they become so big. They feel they are bigger than the one who gave them a little glory. Bigger than the king of glory. Yet he just gave you a small portion. A sprinkle, thank you, a sprinkle of justice glory. And you already feel like you are bigger than him. Let me tell you something. I don't need anybody's name to make it. Why? Because I have the name that is above every other name. So people come back into alignment. You don't need a man's name to succeed. You already have the name that is above every name. With that name, even closed doors open. With that name, nations are subdued. With that name, everything can be done. Let me tell you something. Don't undermine the name of God that you carry. And think you have to get, get yourself attached to Wilson. In order to become a mighty man of wealth. Even Wilson is connected somewhere. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So look for the source. Tell your neighbor, look for the source. And go and cling yourself. Simply, let me tell you something. That person you're celebrating, God just gave them a sprinkle. So instead of me also leaning on their sprinkle of glory, I know the king of glory. That is the one I will lift my hands to. He will not disappoint. He will not let you down. He will show up and he will show off. Somebody tell your neighbor you need to lift those hands to the king of glory. You don't need another man's name to succeed. You have the name that is above 
every other name. Stop demeaning the name of Jesus. Tell your neighbor, stop demeaning and undermining that name Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Some things God won't do them because we have, nailed, we have depended on our own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him. The Bible says, as a beast goes down into the valley, the spirit of the Lord causes him to do what? To rest. The spirit of God causes him to do what? What happened? Go take us back to Isaiah 63, please, 14. The spirit of the Lord causes him to rest so you lead your people to make yourself a glorious name. So you lead your people to make yourself a glorious name. The reason he is giving you a glorious wedding, Sharon. Praise the Lord. A glorious what? Wedding. Is to make him his name glorious in your life. So that you don't give the glory to nobody, you give the glory to him. Some people think that when you come to church and work, you will not meet a man. Who says so? Mm-mm, God knows your address. Tell your neighbor, God knows your God address. God knows your address. You go where God told you to go. He will meet you there. Your blessing will meet you there. The angels of God will minister to you there. Ask your neighbor, where did God tell you to go? If Wilson didn't come here, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I love Wilson. He went through so many challenging times. He, he could have married anybody. <laughs> but the guy, you know, he tried here, things failed. He tried there, things failed. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. At one point I said, Wilson, is there something wrong with you? But the blessing was coming. The blessing was coming. Tell your neighbor, the blessing will come where God told you to go. God told Elijah, go by the brook called Keruth. And if Elijah didn't go to the brook called what? Keruth, the ravens will not come. Tell your neighbor, you need to be in the right place at the right time. Let me tell you, even when when this conference became crazy, Crazily expensive. Crazily what? Expensive. We could not say that, no, no, the money is not there. Why? Because we did not send ourselves. Everything was easy. With ease. Praise the name of the Lord. Why? Because we didn't commission ourselves. We didn't send ourselves. He sent us. You know? It's so beautiful to be in the right place at the right time. With the right people. Praise the name of the Lord. So Elijah, the ravens were able to locate, her, locate him and give him bread, bread and water in the morning, bread and water in the evening. Because he went there, that place called there. I tell your neighbor, there is a place called there. So the voice of the Lord came at a certain time and said, now it's time for a shift. Tell your neighbor, the shift is on. Now Elijah, I told you to stay by the brook Kerith, but now the brook has dried up. Now you're going to change address. Go to Zarephath, that is in Zidon. There I have commanded 
a widow to feed you. Hallelujah. So sometimes you show up in a place and everybody wants to bless you because they are under divine command. If they don't bless you, they cannot sleep. Praise the name of the Lord. Their pockets will eat them. Their eyes will eat them until they release your blessing. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm going to go back where Carol led us. I want us to go to Joshua 7. Briefly and then we'll pray. Joshua chapter 7. Now I'm going to preach. Joshua chapter 7 everybody. Now this is this is the scripture after Joshua 6. Who knows what's in Joshua 6? That is when they they destroyed Jericho. In other words, they conquered Jericho. Remember they were on the way on their way to the promised land. So in chapter 6 we see that Israelite came out victorious. They conquered Jericho. And yet Jericho was a very hard place to conquer. Why do I say so? Because Joshua chapter 6 and verse 1 says that Jericho was securely shut up. Nobody went in. Nobody went out. Anybody being sent to a hard place. You don't even know how to confront. You don't even know how to confront. You don't know how you can conquer. But anyway. You under divine instruction to go in. Praise the name of the Lord. So this is what happened. So listen. So. In Joshua chapter 6, we see the Israelites, they did what? They conquered Jericho. It's a hard place. So something happens in Joshua chapter 7. Because of what happened in Joshua chapter 6, people advise Joshua in chapter 7. Don't even send many people. If you took down Jericho with those men, in I, the people are few. The people are what? Are few. If you conquered Wuban, then let me tell you something. Bilerica is just a piece of cake. So you don't need to send there the mighty men. Just send there a few church members. Hello? So I want us to follow this story, Joshua chapter 7. Can you read for us from verse 1? Joshua chapter 7 from verse 1. But the children of Israel committed a trespass regarding the accursed things. For Achan, the son of Camel, Achan. Achan, the son of Camel, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed things, so the anger of the Lord burned against the children of Israel. Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Beth Aven, on the east side of Beth Bethel, and spoke to them, saying, Go up and spy out the country. So the men went up and spied out Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said to him, do not let all the people go up, but let about two or three hundred men go up and attack Ai. Do not worry, all the people there, or all the people there, for the people of Ai are few. Don't change send the whole church. The people of Ai are very few. Let me tell you something, church. Don't underestimate people who are few. They can be few but very dangerous. Just like rivers of life assembly. Very yes, dangerous. Lord. Too dangerous. Praise the name of the living God. You could be few but you are supernatural bazookas. That take down international witchcraft altars. And you topple the mighty off of their throne. 
So they underestimated I because they were few. Don't send all of them. Just send. The many you deserve to use them in Jericho because Jericho, mm -mm, things were hard. But those ones, they're a piece of cake. Send just but a few members. Let's continue. And know what Verse happens. 4. So about 3,000 men went up there from the people, but they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai struck down about 36 men, for they, ha for they chased them from before the gate as far as Shebrim, and struck them down on the descent. Therefore, the hearts of the people melted and became like water. They, they went there confident that these ones are few. Anyone who mistakenly walks in here and thinks that we are few, I pity them. We are more than a million. We do things that million people can't do. We do things that 20,000 people can't do. Praise the name of the living God. Amen. So let me tell you something. So they came thinking this is going to be just a, a walkover. And let me tell you something. The people of God, I gave Israel a surprise. They struck them. They chased them. And those who came with confident, proud, and arrogant hearts, the Bible says their hearts were melted like water. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. So let's continue. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until evening. He, he and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. Verse 7, and Joshua said, Alas, Lord God, why have you brought these people over the, the Jordan at all to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites, to destroy us, or that, that we had been con content and dwelt on the other side of the Jordan? Oh, Lord, what shall I say when Israel turns its back before its enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear it and surround us and cut off our name from the earth. Then what will you do for your great name? So the Lord said to Joshua, Get up. Why do you lie thus on your face? Israel has sinned and they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them. For they have even taken some of the accursed things and have both stolen and deceived. And they have also put it among their own stuff. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies because they have become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you anymore unless you destroy the accursed from among you. Praise the name of the Lord. So we have seen that the children of Israel, I'm continuing from where Carol left us. She told us about the Philistines and the children of Israel in Samuel. Hallelujah. When the Ark of the Covenant was seized, which was the presence of God. Now some of you, God has been with you too, and you have acquired victories. You have acquired what? Victories. And now... You are thinking that it's going to be as every day it is. Everywhere I go, I fight, I win. But before you go start fighting, check yourself. Check yourself. Maybe yesterday you won the battle because you are walking in the righteousness of God. Maybe because you are living a holy life. But are you still walking right before the Lord? Is your victory still a guarantee? Are you still playing in the rightful place of your team? I told you on Sunday we are. A team. But some people play offside and when you play offside you get a red card and some people also get a, a warning card which is a, a yellow card. You get a red card or 
a, a, a yellow card, right? So listen, children of God. So these children of God had been spoken to by the Lord. They had a word backing them up. Some of you, you have many prophetic words that are backing you up. But I have a question for you. Is there no loophole? So these are the children of Israel. God had told them, remember, the children of Phinehas and Hophinas, the reason why there was such a great defeat in their camp in the days of the Philistines is because they had done some abominations as well. Carol already told us that. Some of the abominations were they were taking the fat offerings for themselves and they were committing sexual immorality and adultery and fornication with the women who used to bring the offerings in the house of God. And remember, this is a holy God. I just read your scripture in uh, Luke 1. Hallelujah. That the great and mighty one has done great things for me, and he is the holy one. So if the holy one is here, we have to be careful what we do and how we conduct ourselves. Because the one who reigns and presides over this sanctuary, he, his name is Holy. I may like to excuse you, but if he doesn't excuse you, remember he has the final say. So the children of Israel committed abominations and the glory of God departed from Israel. Eli died like you saw. They gave birth. And what? When they gave birth, the child also died. The mother and the, and the child died. What happens when the glory of God departs from a place? People begin, destinies are aborted. Destinies are assassinated. Even what you're carrying comes to death. Some of you are carrying greatness. That greatness begins to die when the glory of God, what? Departs. So that is what happened to the children of Israel. But let's continue. Now, this very thing, the glory departed from Israel. And we see now again Israel. Yeah, a, a, a nation that just won great victories the day before or the month before. It's a, a facing catastrophe again. But listen, every time you go through certain things, situations before you blame God. Because some people are quick at blaming God. God, you spoke. God, you told me. Aren't you the one who said that I'll get married next year? Oh, God, didn't you say? Before you cry too hard, ask God why. Inquire. Tell your neighbor, inquire. Joshua inquired as to why there was defeat in his camp, yet God had spoken prosperity, success, and victory over them. But when Joshua, the Bible says he fell by the ark of the covenant all day. All day. He was not just saying, God help me. God deliver me. God break the yoke. God break the curse. Oh, I overturn orders. Oh, I break witchcraft covenant. See, that's not what Joshua was saying. When the presence of God is with you, all that is but null and void. Certain things have happened to us as sign that the presence of God is not in our camp. Praise the name of the Lord. So Joshua went and fell. I want us to, to observe that scripture once again. Can you read it? Joshua, chap Joshua chapter 6. Uh, Joshua chapter 7 verse 6. It says, Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his he face. He tore his Clothes. Some of you need to tell your clothes. He Not tore just his physically, but spiritually. When they said towing your clothes, remember who was Joshua? The 
priest. He was a high priest. So he took off his garments of priesthood and put them there. Because sometimes we, the church, like to approach God with our titles. God, I'm here, me, apostle, so and so. Me, prophet, so and so, I'm prophet, so and so. Why is this happening to my church? That's not how we inquire from the Lord. You take off your titles. Hello? Take away your experience. The elders lay their crowns and they cry, holy, holy. There are some things you cannot, when you approach God, approach God like a child. Not like an apostle, not like a doctor, not like a, you know, praise the name of the Lord. For example, if you're a president and you want to inquire from the Lord, tear away your, put away your president garments and put them on the side. You are coming before the king of kings because sometimes you wonder, why does God answer her, but he won't answer her? We are in the same church. You are pastored by the same pastor. But why is there a breakthrough here? And there is no breakthrough here. Praise the name of the Lord. These are some of the things we miss out. How do you approach God? Ask your neighbor, how do you approach God? Mm -hmm. You appro approach God like that mighty educated lecturer. I'm a professor, you know. You know, you see. No. With God, with God, there are no favorites. Hallelujah. With God, there are no. He's a no respecter of persons. So Joshua tore his clothes and he fell to the earth. On his face before the ark of the Lord until evening. The ark has already, already defined what the ark is. He fell before the presence of God all day. He was not binding. He was not counseling accident demons. He was not. He was not binding the strong man. He was simply inquiring of the Lord. Lord, why? Anybody taking some time to ask God why? Hey, hello? Are you there, Rolai? So let's continue. We are going to pray shortly. Can and you continue? Yes. Before the ark of the Lord until evening, he and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, Lord God, why have you brought these people over the Jordan at all to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites, to destroy us, or that we had been content and dwelt on the other side of the Jordan? O Lord, what shall I say when Israel turns its back before its enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear it and surround us and cut off our name from the earth, then what will you do for your great name? So the Lord said to Joshua, Get up, why do you lie thus on your face? Israel has sinned, and they have, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have even taken some of the accursed things, and have both stolen and deceived, and they have also put it among their own staff. Therefore the, therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies, because they have become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you anymore, unless you destroy the accursed thing from among you. Praise the name of the Lord. So listen, the Israelites were in battle. They were in battle. 
But what was causing defeat in their camp? It is something that was a curse they had, they had put in their positions. Tell your neighbor, begin to search your positions. Because calamity is about to strike. Calamity is about to strike. Why? Because you are here worshiping God when you have an altar under your bed. Hello? So Israel was experiencing defeat because somebody had admired, had admired what? Had admired their cast objects and taken of their cast objects and they brought them into the camp of the Lord where God was, God alone was fighting. Ask your neighbor who is fighting your battles. If it is God, there are some things that God cannot associate with. There are some things that God cannot associate with. And they are about to be the source of the tumors in your body very soon. Tell your neighbor, are there some accursed objects? Listen, when Israelites were going to war with those nations, God told them, do not get any plunder. Do not get any of the spoils of war. And one of them, the Bible says that they looked at the courts. Huh? I listen. I want us to go to verse. Uh, go to verse 18. Verse, verse 20. Joshua, Joshua chapter 6, verse 18. Go to 20, 20. Just for the sake of time. Okay. Verse 20. The word of the Lord says, And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and this is what I have done. 21. When I saw among the spoils a beautiful Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver. A beautiful Babylonian garment, mm. 200 shekels of silver, silver, and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels. I did what? I coveted, I coveted them, them and took them. And took them. And there, and they, there they were hidden in, in the, the earth, in the midst of the tent with silver under it. What have you taken in your camp that God told you never to take in your camp? That is what has chased the presence of God out of your house. That is what has chased the presence of God out of your bank account. Some of you, your bank accounts are just draining, 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 draining. What a cast check did you deposit? What is that deposit that God told you? Don't take anything from them and you took it from them. Praise the Lord. All the three days you were in Mokono, did they collect an offering? They did. They collected an offering. You know, when you have such big meetings, people have a tendency, how much money came in? How much money came in? I didn't go there to fetch for money. I went there to do the work of God. When you're on a mission to destroy, sometimes God will tell you, don't touch even their offering. But how many people can do that? I've seen people, who, you know, after spending so much, they are on a mission also to recover some money back. <laughs> you see how you go away with the accursed objects? Praise the Lord. You go away with the accursed. He told you, just go and destroy the altars. He didn't tell you to bring home the spoils of war. So you come back from such a great mission and the presence of God has departed and you cannot even know. Israel did not know that God has departed out of their camp until 
They attempted to confront the enemy. Some of you, it's until you're trying to fight something and the devil will slap you and, you know, disgrace you even in the midst of everybody and say, who are you to even touch me? Don't you know that you have some accursed objects in your house? Don't you know that you have some accursed objects under your bed? Don't you know? Ask your neighbor, don't you know? Look them in the face, don't fear them. Let me preach it in, in Luganda for a minute, please. Allow me. I sense the grace. <laughs> you want to be victorious. Those abominations you are carrying with you. Yes, it looks like it's gold, but it's an abomination before the Lord. It is a cast. The Bible says he had, this man admired a Babylonian. A, the Bible calls it beautiful. Some things look beautiful, but they are cast. Some houses look beautiful, but they are cast. Some cars look wonderful, but they are cast. The Bible says he saw a beautiful Babylonian garment. 200 shekels of silver, which means it was expensively expensive. Something can be expensive, but cast. And when you come in contact with it, it curses your life and curses everything to do with you. Praise the name of the living God. So the Bible says, a hundred shekels of silver and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels. I coveted them and I took them. The covenant that God had made with the Israelites, do not take anything. Do not do what? Take anything. Some of you are claiming to be born again. What did you take from your father's house that is still in your house? Hello? Some of you are telling me these are, these are gifts. You know my father died and I have to hold on to it. It was a gift from him. Is it attracting the blessing of God to you or is it bringing curses? And you want God to fight in that camp. So Israel tried to use the power of God when they were not right and the repercussion wasn't good. Tell your neighbor you cannot use God. It is either light or darkness, God or the devil. So the presence of God departed from Israel. And God vowed not to even come in their camp until, listen, God said, I, and I will not be with you. And I will not do what? Go back to that scripture. Okay. I will not be with you. It is until some people take certain things out of their lives, out of their house, out of their possessions. You will pray all you want. You pray all you want. But you'll never see what you're praying for until you remove the accursed object from your possession. Tell your neighbor, remove the accursed objects. Verse 12, everybody. Let's backtrack to verse 12. What did God say? There, therefore, the, the, therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies, because they, because they have become doomed to destruction. Neither Will I be with you anymore unless you destroy the accursed? Unless accursed you destroy the accursed objects among you, I will not come in your camp. Hello? I will not do what? Come in your camp. Thank you for the sacrifices you're making to serve God, but unless, unless, tell your neighbor, unless you destroy the accursed items. God will not be with you. 
He will not be with you. He shall not be with you, no matter how you pray. You'll move from conference to conference, putting there your head to pray for you. You turn into a prayer project in this city. You move from church to church, but God is standing on his throne waiting for you to just remove the accursed objects and a blessing will fall down upon you. And victory will come in your life again. You shall experience prosperity. Rest shall come in your life. But it's until you just remove those accursed objects. There is no way around it. No shortcuts. Tell your neighbor, no shortcuts. Because some of you go around it and say, instead of throwing them away, let me just give a seed. You think you can bribe God? How much money do you have that God doesn't have? How much money do you have that the almighty God doesn't have? All the money in the Middle East is God's. All that money with those wealthy Arabs is is for God. Some of them are about to wake up with our names in their hands, just flying to the U.S. to bring $12 billion to a woman called Rita Bella. And all of you think I'm joking. Whoever has my blessing in Dubai must bring it. You will board that plane. You will board it. Like it or not, you will board it. You will not sleep until you deliver it right here where I sit. I don't look for it. It looks for me. Children of God, you should know who you are. You don't look for blessings. Blessings look for you. And the devil has no blessings. So you see, Achan thought that this thing is beautiful. I want you to look to your neighbor. What is that that you think is beautiful that has drained the presence of God out of your life? That has chased God out of your camp? It is beautiful. It is expensive. It is executive. But it has chased God out of your camp. The presence of God has repelled you because of that one thing. Hello? The presence of God has repelled you just because of one thing. What is it? So some of them may not be possessions. Some of them may be character traits. Some of them could be character traits. That, that jealousy in your heart, you don't want to see anyone better than you. Yeah? That jealousy is causing the presence of God to run away from you. Because God doesn't want to dwell in feces. He wants to dwell in holiness. So some of you, it's not a something that you have something. But in you there is something that is chasing away the presence of God. It hinders the anointing to rest upon you. Yeah? Brothers, eh? brothers, let me tell you now, I'm talking to brothers, look at me very well. Eye contact, brothers, eye contact. Not every beautiful sister is for you. Praise the Lord. They are beautiful, but should you touch them, they are cast, they'll bring a curse on your head and on your ministry and your destiny will be about it. So brother, zip up. Tell your, everyone sitting here, brother, tell them zip up tight. Zip tight. Zip tight. The girl is beautiful, but she is a cast. She wears the best makeup, but she is cast. There is a pastor who lived in my house, and he told us a story, the apostle. 
said that he, for him he used to pray to God that he wanted to marry a woman with a big butt. And even he would kneel down and fast and pray for a woman with a big behind. <laughs> a pastor. Even pastors have stories. So he told us that but one day he was walking and God said, there is your wife. He's, the first thing he looked is there, bam. <laughs> To his demise or to his disappointment, there was nothing. But the voice of God was like, this is the one. He said, oh God, this is not what I asked for. This is not what? This is not what I asked for. God, I told you my list. I've been there too. I've told you my what? My list. The voice of God said, that is your wife. He went back home. He didn't want to look at the woman. Time pass. When God speaks and you fear him, you respond to his commands. That is why the Bible says that if you love me, you do my commands. The best way we can know that you love God is when you obey his commands. Otherwise, all that say, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord, today. It's lip service if you don't do as he says. Like many women, they do everything to please their husbands. Why? Because they love them. And even Jesus says that the world may know, that the world may do what? Know that I love the father. Why? Because he did what the father wanted him to do, even when it was so hard. The cross was so hard for Jesus. At one time, the, the humanity in him, him kicked in. And he said, God... Please take this. If it is possible, take this. But nonetheless, not my will, but thine be done. So let me tell you something. This pastor says, he went back and obeyed and afterwards married that woman. Married that woman. And he told us that sometimes you'll go with that big behind but you'll end up in, in, in slums. That ever since he met that woman and they married, doors opened, the heavens opened, the glory of God came upon him. His ministry is doing well. And the woman is a great minister. So, brothers, sometimes what you're praying for is not what matters. It's not what matters. It is not what matters. What matters is the substance, the heart of that woman. It's not the big behind. I've seen a pastor who took a big behind and the skin color. Today he's crying. He had a great ministry, but every time it's been toppled down. Toppled down, all because of just marrying one wrong woman. That is the power of associating with a person who is a cast. They destroy every good thing in your life. Even if you had favor, favor disappears out of the window. Shaiko, two months, you'll be begging to eat. Did I tell you a story of a lawyer who married a man? And this lawyer had cars and houses to rent, but within two months of their marriage, she was begging to eat. She was borrowing to eat. She went to the pastor to pray. And you know what? The spirit manifested when the pastor was praying. The spirit did what? Manifested and said, I'm here to render fertile ground in fertile. And when he spoke, the demon spoke. This woman was like, Pastor, can I still be married to this man? 
we want you to have happy lives ever after. We want to have you to have happy ever after. So in order for you to have happy ever after Shikira, you need to go with the right person. I'd rather settle with someone who didn't go to school than an accursed object. I'd rather take someone who doesn't look so, so handsome and attractive, but you know, the blessing of God is on them. Praise the name of the Lord. So some of you, stop using your eyes. Use the spiritual ones. Don't look at the beautiful muscle, the height. You know, when you look at Timothy, they hey, girls, Justin, you better pray your prayers. Mommy got a stick, a spiritual stick. Don't come near my son. <laughs> Hallelujah. So listen. So listen. Have you seen people, you can come into contact with them. It's like they came with a wind that blows away good things. So this was Achan in the camp of the Israelites. Brought their cast things. They are cast things just away the presence of God. And Israel began to experience hardship, defeat, death. Was there death in their camp? All because of one man. All because of one man. So what is that habit? I told you some people it's not possessions. It's a habit. It's a what? It's a habit. The habit is chasing away the presence of God from you. The habit is hindering God to marry you. And some of you, if God doesn't marry you, you have no anointing, no grace. You need to enter into a marriage covenant with the Lord before you enter into a marriage covenant with any man and a woman. But God, the presence of God has failed to marry you off because of certain things, some accursed things. So sometimes what you call a blessing is not a blessing. What Achan thought was beautiful, it wasn't beautiful. It was a source of trouble. It was a source of death. It was a, a, it was a, a launching pad for the exit of the presence of God. Ask your neighbor, what is chasing him from you? Every one of us, there has to be something that attracts, you, attracts God to you. And there is something that causes God to repel you or to reject you. Hallelujah. Cain was rejected because of his offering. So sometimes even a, a sacrifice is what attracts the presence of God to you. But also, dishonoring God in the time of sacrifice, it will cause God to reject you. Cain was rejected because of his offering. He thought he could give God anyhow. Tell your neighbor, you don't give God anyhow. Some of you, the presence of God has rejected you because of your giving lifestyle. You dress expensively to come to the house of God, but your offering is $3. Abomination. I want you to look at your clothes, everybody. Tell us how much. How much? How much did you spend on them? Uh-uh. You just look at the bag you carry. Yeah, what designer is that one? Kate Spade? <laughs> you hear them? Kate Spade. <laughs> Listen. May your offering look better than you look when you appear before him. 
in the name of Jesus. Our God looks deep down in our hearts. He just read a scripture that those who honor me, I will honor. But those who don't honor me, I will lightly do what? Esteem. The Bible is true. The cologne you wear to church is $600. When did you give $600 in church? Yeah, $600 is too, is, too, is too much in the church, but in the mall, it's peanuts. So who do you honor? Is that designer you wear? I'm just telling you facts and the truth. Cain was rejected because of his offering. There are, all of us have a reason as to why God is, is attracted to us or something that repels the presence of God from, away from us. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. I want you to go to Genesis 8. Don't undermine the power of sacrifice and offerings, all those things. They matter in the house of God. Go to Genesis 8. Genesis 8, everybody. Genesis chapter 8. Wait, I'm going to give you the verse. Everybody, Genesis 8. I want you to go to verse 20. Genesis. What happens after the flood? Genesis chapter 8, verse 20. Then Noah, built an then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offering on the altar. And the Lord smelled a smoothing aroma. He took of every clean animal, every clean bird, and offered burnt offering on the altar. And what happened when he offered? And the Lord smelled a smoothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again cast the ground for, for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. It was just an offering that took away the wrath and anger of God away from man. It is just an offering that pacified God. So I pity people who don't want to do offerings and sacrifices in the house of God. I pity you. Tell your neighbor, Pastor, pity is you. How could somebody take away this? How could someone take away this? Hallelujah. How could somebody ever deal with this before God? But listen, when, all, when Noah offered clean offering, a clean what? Offering, a clean animal, a clean bird, listen, God smelled something. So tell your neighbor, how clean are your offerings? It may be a $2,000 offering, but is it clean? Is it clean? Or you gave it to show off? That the, you, you, to show off? The motive of your heart matters when we are giving. Hello? And then you may look at little Eric there, bringing his $5 or $1. But when God looks at his offering, it's what? Clean. And because it is clean, there is something that goes in the nostrils of God. And God smelled a soothing aroma. Then God said in his heart, I will never again curse. Some of you, you are under a curse by reason of what your ancestors did. 
There are some offerings and sacrifices you have to do so that God will smell something new in your camp and say, mm -mm -mm -mm, I will no longer hold it against her. It was just an offering. Hello? So just this offering, it attracted God. It reconciled God with humanity in the days of Noah. Did he reconcile them? Because now God wanted to look at man again. He had mercy on man again because Noah offered an offering and God smelled a soothing aroma in his heart and his presence came down. And his presence did what? Came down upon man again. God had mercy. There are certain things for God to have mercy, you take it away by doing an offering. Because even God was aware that yes, man is even continuing in this evil, but... I will never again cast the ground of man's, for man's sake. Although, I want you to read that statement. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. Hallelujah. Did I help somebody? Did that help somebody? So what a cast thing is chasing God. What a cast thing. There are many cast items can be in our camp in many, many ways. I know somebody who used to be given gifts and lavishing gifts by somebody, but they were all a cast. God told that person, until you get rid of all those things, that's when your breakthrough will come. Now, some of you, if they tell you such a thing, you want to hold on to the things. Mm -mm. I think pastor wants my Apple watch. Mm. And then take it to the extent if it's a car. Take it to the extent if it's a what? It's a car. Yeah, pastor now wants to drive my car. Mm -mm. God has given me my own. I'm just here to help you. Get rid of the accursed items that God may come back in your camp. The defeats, the stagnancy you're experiencing, the closed heavens, the accursed items in your camp, just get rid of them. If it's a character trait, work on it. Tell your neighbor, work on it. Because we are tired of pouring oil on you. You look at these bottles, they are empty. Look at this one. And it's not cheap, by the way. This is not cheap oil. This is not cheap oil. This bottle is very expensive. We pour oil on you. Pour oil on your head, on your feet, on your hands, and nothing is changing. Take away the accursed items. This cannot work if there is an accursed item in your camp. Hello? As if, if you've forgotten what you took in your house, ask God to remind you and to even show you what is opening the door for Satan to whoop you. Because he has been whooping you from yet. If you forgot, ask God to open your... Tell, tell God to remind me anything that has to come out of my house. Anything in my camp that has opened the way for Satan to come in and whoop me, whooping my finances, whooping my children. All the time they are sick, 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 sick. So whatever is in my camp... That is a cast. 
Oh God, open my eyes that I may see it. Open my eyes that I may see it and get rid of it. Anything that devil has using as a point of contact to topple me down, to ground me, to keep me stagnant. Lord, I pray that you open my eyes. In the mighty name of Jesus, open my eyes that I may get rid of it, that I may expel it, that the enemy will cease to have legal ground in my life. Listen, I just had, someone has something from an ex-boyfriend. You need to get rid of it. Mm. You need to get rid of. You don't remember, but it's there. Hallelujah. Go through away those underwear as they bought you in Victoria's Secrets. And you see your testimony. Hello? You don't want me to say it, you're laughing. It is, it, it has be, it is the accursed object. <laughs> I say it as it is. Oh. So listen, we have done enough warfare. We have done enough warfare. But God has said, I will not come back in your midst until you get rid. There are some people who will not get married until you work on your mouth. Your mouth has been your enemy. Yeah, hallelujah. Your mouth has been your what? You quarrel too much. You quarrel, even the leaves start falling from the tree. And you think God would trust you with his, with his sons. Yeah? As we are poured oil on you, the bottles are empty. <laughs> Say, Lord, deliver my mouth. Take the poison and the venom out of my tongue. That venom, that poison that chases good men away from me. The asap, my God, that is under my tongue. That keeps chasing the right man away from me. Lord have mercy and take the poison, the asap that is in my tongue. Take it out, I pray, Lord Jesus. My God, the poison of asap that is in the tongue that has hindered my God, the blessing of marriage. Lord, root it out, wipe it out by the power in the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name. God does want to give you his son and eh, eh, the whole day you're raining thunder like brimstone on him. It would be injustice to Arnold as well. It would be injustice to what? To his sons. Even God loves his sons. Hmm? God loves his what? His sons. So as you're working on your makeup, eh? Hmm. Put some makeup on the tongue. <laughs> Let me tell you, some of you, we can see you here in the church. Hallelujah. Some of you, we can see your character in the church. We are just quiet. If you don't fear to abuse a pastor, then what about your husband? If you don't fear to badmouth a man of God, a woman of God, what about your husband? Someone who will marry you will be in trouble. 
So these are the accursed things God is waiting for you to get rid of. Tell your neighbor, get rid of them. Make, Job made a covenant with his eyes not to look at a woman lustfully. Now make a covenant with your mouth not to speak carelessly in the mighty name of Jesus. Sincerely, charity begins at home. This is your home. You run your mouth on the pastor. You run your mouth on the sister. You're looking for fault in everybody, everyone. Tell your neighbor, roll that mouth back. If you think I am lying, look at Isaiah. He was called a prophet. He was called a prophet. But he had a problem of running his mouth. And before God could use Isaiah, he first brought a hot dog and put a what? A coal of fire on his mouth. Some of you, in order for the breakthrough to come, God needs to put a hot coal on your mouth. Please, you can't be fault finding. Yeah? You can't be fault finding. You surely think there is nothing good about Sharon? Nothing, nothing at all. Okay, you found fault here. Now here also, here also, here everyone around you is faulty, 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 faulty. Even your husband will be faulty, your family will be faulty. Look for something good in the people and celebrate them. Why are you looking for the bad things about people? Why don't you look for the positive things? What is the negative things about me going to help you? Is it going to build you? There's a side of me that can be a blessing to, me, to you. So you better activate that one. Deactivate the other one. Everybody has a negative side. Even if you are anointed, you have a negative side. Everybody has weaknesses in this world. Don't be deceived. So what is my weakness going to help you? But I pray that my strength will help you. My weakness can't help you, but my strength can help you. My strength can take you somewhere. My, my strength can propel you forward. So stop activating my weakness and looking at my weakness and you know, telling everybody about my weakness like you got no weakness, which is even worse than mine. To hold this microphone and stand before you, we've given up so much. We have given up so much. Do I look so old? How many of you went dancing? If you've ever gain, been to a dance club, put up your hands. Uh, uh, don't pretend Timothy, really? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Everyone who has been to a dance club, put up your hands. Let's see the liars. Praise the name of the Lord. So you see, do I look old? Do I look old? It's been the price of the gospel that I've never been to a, to a nightclub. Me, I sacrificed nightclub so I could serve God. So if you, me, I've never done kadanke. <laughs> I don't, I didn't miss anything. I survived pollution and defilement. Because sometimes when people have a call on their heads and they go into such things, the devil makes sure you don't come out. So maybe I wouldn't be here if I had ever gone there. 
So even God knew and he guarded me and he surrounded me to make sure I don't go there because even Satan knew the effect I would have on his kingdom if I served God. So any small, small tiptoeing in his camp, he would have arrested me forever, but God never gave him a chance. So let me tell you something. To hold a microphone, some of us have given up too much. So you better not focus on a weakness which is not going to help you. But there is grace upon my life that can help you. There is a gift of God on the inside of me that can save you from a terrible mistake. There is an anointing that God has bestowed that can do something for you that your education cannot even do for you. So stop activating things that can't help you and activate the things that can help you. So the accursed, sometimes it's that mouth. It's the what? The mouth. It doesn't only stop in church, even at work. Every employee, you have a problem with every employee. Jesus, say help me, Lord. So sometimes the accursed things are not possessions, but they are character traits. They are character traits. Tell your neighbor, character matters. Some people, you need to develop a character of consistency. You're inconsistent in a lot of things. You're inconsistent in a lot of things. And because you're inconsistent, your character is inconsistent with a lot of things, you cannot be consistent with a love partner forever. Inconsistency is a pattern and it's a character trait. Some of you, you know what? Even when God looks at you, he says, mm, even if I give her a man, four years she'll be tired of the man, she'll want another one. It happens. Have you seen people? They don't last in anything. Praise the Lord. Inconsistency. So children of God, those are things you should take away. If God told you to do something, do it humbly. Tomorrow, you know, I've seen people, I've seen them with my eyes. You know? Someone, God told me to do this, to do this. If I don't do this, this is what going to go to. If you don't do this in your life, this is what's going to happen. You, me, I wasn't there where God spoke to you. Hello? I wasn't there. But how come? In two minutes, you are changed. There are people who, are, who, who, who make themselves permanent secretaries to the Holy Spirit. Even before they prophesied to me, I knew about it. Yeah, they know everything, except they can't be consistent with what God told them to do. Uh, do we have any secretaries of the Holy Spirit in the house? Any secretaries of the Holy Ghost? <laughs> God told me to sing in the choir. The day they don't play by your tunes. You are out. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Tell your neighbor, grow up. Grow up. Even immaturity is an accursed item in your camp. 
You've been a Christian for 10 years and you're still wearing spiritual diapers. God can't trust you when you're still wearing diapers. You bring shame to his holy name. You bring shame to his holy name. So immaturity. Tell your neighbor, immaturity. Immaturity. Immaturity can be an accursed item in your camp. And it could be chasing away the presence of God because God doesn't want to trust you with a mantle, with people's lives, and you're so immature. When they annoy you, you spill all their beans. Hello? Now, if, if, if I also start to spill on your beans, because you like to spilling, you like spilling maybe pastor's beans. Let's also spill some of your beans here. How many of you are ready? Look, all of them want to run out. <laughs> Ministry is not easy. Ministry is not for immature people. Hello? So some of you, what is chasing away the presence of God? You are not growing. You must be growing so that God will trust you with greater things, greater anointings and greater graces. You must grow. Tell your neighbor, grow. Paul said that when I was a child, I spoke like a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. There are certain things God will never entrust them with boys or girls. He entrusts them to men and women. Those are people who are responsible. So immaturity, if you don't grow in God, if you don't grow in the things of God, if you don't grow in your character, you're doing yourself an injustice. You're doing yourself an injustice. Tell your neighbor, you must grow, start growing. Put aside the elementary principles of Christianity. Every day they are teaching you, you know, Timothy, if every day we taught you how to do what? How to pray? And you never learn how to pray. It means you're stuck, you're stagnant. You know? If you can't pray for yourself, how can God trust you with the grace to pray for nations? You can't even pray for yourself out of prison. You can't even just cast that, that cough out of you, uh, that, that, uh, that little what? That cold. You know, every night you just go, oh, Hmm. You zoop the mucinics and all these nyquils. Tell your neighbor, it's time to exercise our faith. So when we exercise faith, God is saying that, oh, they are growing. When they their health is under attack, they just don't run to CVS. They run to my presence. Some of you are healing evangelists here. But the mantle is not in action. Why? Because you're not activating it. Every time God is bringing a challenge in your body, you run to take Tylenol, Motrin, Aleve. You need to lay hands on yourself and say, in the name of Jesus, I command healing in my legs. Tell your neighbor, start exercising your faith. Unbelief was the accursed object and trait in your camp. Unbelief. Tell your neighbor, unbelief has been chasing away the presence of God from you for a long time. Tell your neighbor, now I believe, Lord. Rivers of Life Assembly, believe. As you rise up to your feet, say, I believe. I believe in miracles. I believe in signs and wonders. I believe in the God of angel armies. I believe, Lord. I repent of my unbelief. 
Lord, forgive my unbelief. In the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody begin to pray. Father, we want to thank you for tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we are sorry for making you too small in our eyes. In the mighty name of Jesus, camera crew, we thank you. Thank you. We can stop right there and let the people enjoy prayer freely. In the mighty name of Jesus, we bless you, King of glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for speaking to us about the things that have been giving the enemy advantage over us. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, where my eyes are closed, where I cannot see where the enemy is passing to come and bring me down. Lord, I repent, oh God, of spiritual blindness and I ask you, oh God, to open my eyes to see the accursed things in my camp. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I ask you to have mercy, Lord Jesus. Have mercy, Lord Jesus. Forgive my sins. Forgive my iniquity. Forgive my transgression, oh God. I repent for keeping the accursed items of my ancestors in my belongings. I repent, oh God, for bringing evil family gods to America in the sense that they are going to protect me and they are going to be the source of my blessing. Lord, have mercy upon us where we took the household gods and brought them to this nation, where we have refused to throw away the household gods like Rachel, oh God. Lord, we repent, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And tonight by prayer, <coughs> in the name of Jesus, we repent. <coughs> We repent of the sin of idolatry. We repent of the sin of idolatry in its ramifications. We repent, oh God, of every sin. My God, we have committed. My God, where we have carried on the sins of our ancestors. Lord, where they worshipped serpents and we are also in the church and we secretly worship serpents in the wee hours of the night. We wake up and we sacrifice, my God, to idols tonight. We come before you by prayer and we ask for mercy. We ask for forgiveness. Everybody repent. Anything that you have done that has taken you out of the land of God, that has just the presence of God away from us. Lord, we are asking for mercy. Please forgive us. Please forgive us, oh God. In the name of Jesus, do not hand us over to the will of our enemies. When the Israelites sinned, sinned oh God, you committed them into the hands of their enemies and their enemies whoop them, my God. Lord, have mercy. Do not give me over to the will of my enemies to whoop me up, my God. <coughs> In the name of Jesus, I repent, oh God, I repent in the name of Jesus. Everybody open your mouth. Everybody walk around. Don't stay in one place. Walk around. That which I have done, that which I have said, that has taken the presence of God away from me. Then a cast object in my camp, any character trait that is a cast before God, that is hindering the presence of God to hibernate and to marry me. Lord, I repent. I repent of anger. We repent of the sin of jealousy. Everybody repent of the sin of jealousy. Some of you is jealousy. <coughs> In the name of Jesus, we repent of the sin of jealousy. Jealousy, my God, that has caused us, my God, my God, to compete and to strive with others. And now we have gone into witchcraft realms because we want to be better than others, my God. Lord, we repent of the sin of jealousy. Many of us don't know that that's the last class people attend before becoming full-time witches. Lord, we repent of every jealousy in our hearts. We repent of competition. We repent of the sin of strife that has been chasing away the presence of God from our temple, from our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, anything 
Lord my God in my house in my heart that has been chasing away the presence of the greater I am the presence of Jehovah God I repent of it tonight in the mighty name of Jesus tonight oh God I bow before you and I ask you oh God take away every cast item remove every cast object in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus I ask you to have mercy oh God that which is in my camp that has given the enemy the upper hand. Lord, I pray that you take it away. Help me to take it away. Remove every accursed object. Remove every accursed habit. Remove every accursed habit, my God. Accursed habits of masturbation. Accursed habits of fornication. Accursed habits of adultery that have chased away the presence of God from us. We come before you and we ask for mercy. We repent and we ask for forgiveness. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we ask for forgiveness. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we ask for forgiveness. My God, help us to get rid of the accursed items. Help us to get rid of the accursed objects. Help us to get rid of the accursed items that the presence of God may return in our lives. That the glory of God may return in our camp. In the name of the Lord Jesus, help us to remove every accursed object. In the name of Jesus, Mokama to Yambo my God have mercy remove oh God every cast habit my God anything that is casting rivers of life assembly I pray oh God that let it be removed help us to remove it help us to identify it open our eyes oh God that we will see every cast object that we will see every cast item every cast possession anything that is a cast in our possessions my God I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you open our eyes that we will be able to see it identify it and throw it out of our camp and throw it out of our houses and throw it, my God, out of rivers of life assembly. Open our eyes, oh God, that we'll be able to see the accursed in our minister in the name of Jesus and get rid of it. My God, open our eyes to see the accursed objects that have been causing, my God, the enemy to bring defeat upon us in the name of the Lord Jesus. My God, open our eyes to see, open our eyes to see the accursed, my God, that has been chasing away your glory, that has been chasing away your presence. In the mighty name of Jesus, anything that is a cast that has hindered progress, that has hindered prosperity, Lord, I ask you to remove it. In the name of Jesus, I ask you to remove it. I ask you to remove it, oh God. Remove every cast object, oh God. Everybody ask God to open your eyes to see that thing that gives the enemy advantage in your life that you may get rid of it. In the name of Jesus, some, some of you don't know what it is. It was until Joshua went into the presence of God that God opened his eyes to know what was in his camp. Lord, open my eyes to see that which is in my house that has opened the door for the enemy to enter. Any possession, any possession in my house, any possession in this ministry that has opened the enemy, the door for the enemy to come in and whoop us. Lord, I pray, open your our eyes that we may see it, that we may identify it and get rid of it. In the name of Jesus, anything we have bought with our hands that is working again start destinies uh, that is working against our finances uh, in the name of Jesus forgive us uh. I don't hear you church 
anything that is in your house that the devil is using as a point of contact to delay you, to sabotage you, to subline you. Lord my God, open our eyes that we will see it, identify it and get rid of it. In the name of Jesus, expose, oh God, every accursed object in this house. Expose, oh God, every accursed object in rivers of life assembly. Expose, oh God, every accursed object in my house, in my home, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Expose, oh God, expose, oh God, every accursed object, every accursed item, every accursed character trait, any character trait in me that has been chasing away the glory of God, that has been hindering the presence of God to marry me. Lord my God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will expose it to me, that I may get rid of it in the name of Jesus, that I may take away every abomination that has hindered you, hindered your presence to marry me, hindered your presence to covenant with my life, hindered your grace and your mercy to come upon me in the name of Jesus. My God, I pray that you reveal the accursed items in our lives, in our homes, in our families, even in this church. Reveal the accursed items, oh God, we pray in the name of Jesus, the accursed items that have caused the enemy to have an upper hand to whoop us. My God, expose them to us. Expose them to us, oh God. Expose them, Jesus. Expose them, Holy Spirit. Expose the accursed items. In the mighty name of Jesus, expose them, oh God. Expose them and destroy them. Expose them and destroy them. In the mighty name of Jesus, my God, expose to us that which has given the enemy advantage over us to whoop us. That which has given the enemy advantage over our finances. Lord, reveal it. Lord, expose it that we may eliminate it. Lord, expose it. Lord, expose it. In the name of Jesus, Lord, expose the door that the enemy used to access us, to sabotage us, to tie us down. In the name of Jesus, Lord, reveal the door that the enemy is using to access rivers of life assembly. Lord, reveal to us the door. Reveal to us the door that the enemy is using to come in to steal, to kill and to destroy that, what you, that which you're doing in this house and in this ministry. Lord, reveal to us the door. Lord, reveal to, that, to us the door. In the name of Jesus, show us the accursed objects in Rivers of life assembly. Show us the accursed objects. Show us the accursed objects. Show us the accursed things in our lives. The accursed things, my God, that have hindered your presence. That have hindered prophetic fulfillment in this house. That have hindered prophetic manifestation. Lord, Lord reveal to us the accursed things that have been causing the enemy to come in and whoop us. In the name of the Lord Jesus. My God, we are tired of the demonic surprises. Now I pray that you reveal the door. Reveal the accursed object. Uh, reveal the accursed items. Uh, my God, show us uh, what we must get rid of uh, in order to progress, uh, in order to succeed, uh, in order to prosper in your presence and in your house. Uh, my God, show us, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, people, stop doing spiritual warfare, binding demons. Uh, all you need is for God to show you that which has hindered you to get married, that, uh, that which has been chasing away good men from you. May God reveal to you the source of your problem. Like God revealed to the Israelites, uh, the source of their defeat. May God reveal to us the source of our defeat. May God reveal to us the source of our pain. May God reveal to us the source of our evil. Our problems. In the name of Jesus, Lord, reveal the source. Everybody speak to God and ask him to reveal the source of your struggle. To reveal the source of your problem.
Lord, we come before you to inquire. We lay down our crowns. We lay down our experiences. We ask you to show us. Show rivers of life assembly. The door the enemy has been using to come in and whoop us. Lord, show us why we are not advancing. Show us why we are not going where you've called us to go. Show us why we are not entering into our prophetic fulfillment and into our destiny. Lord, show us what is the accursed thing in this house. What is the accursed thing in rivers of life assembly? Ask God to show you. Everybody ask God to show you. Lord, they have prophesied and we haven't seen and we know that you are not a liar. Lord, show us the accursed objects. Lord, show us that which is hindering us before you. Lord, you have said a lot of things in this ministry and we haven't seen them manifest. But we are asking you, oh God, show us the accursed objects. Show us the loophole the enemy is using to access us, to tie us down. Show us that loophole, oh God. Open our eyes to see the loophole like you opened the eyes of Joshua to see Achan, my God. My God, to discover an Achan. Manana kosataya, brodono kosataya, brodoni kosataya. Mukama tulage biyomu zizo. Bietulese munyumba yobi tulage to be full of me. Mukama tulage biyomu zizo. My God, show us the abominable things that have hindered us before you. Show us the abominable things. Show us the abominable things that have hindered us, that have blocked us, that have sabotaged us in the realms of the spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, we promise we shall be humble to do as you say. We shall be humble to execute your will and your purpose. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, oh God, that you will show us the source of our trouble, that you will show us the doors that the enemy is using to access us. If it is a character trait if it is a character trait, Lord, I pray that you uproot it. By your fire, uproot it. By your fire, destroy it. Igorodo shikaya, brogorodo shataya, magaradi shitaya, zigarodo shitaya, brogorodi kataya, brogorodo nyasaya, magorodi nyasaya, zigerede nyasaya. My God, expose, expose that which the enemy uses to tie us down, to hinder us, to sabotage Holy Spirit, open our eyes. We pray tonight in the name of Jesus. Open our eyes to see that which the enemy has used to hinder us. Anything hidden in my house, anything hidden in my possessions. My God, that the enemy is using to bring curses down upon me and upon my children and my house. Lord, I pray that you expose it and that I may eliminate it. In the mighty name of Jesus, everybody pray. Open our eyes to see the cast items uh, to see the accursed character traits uh, that have been chasing your presence away from us. Uh, any, any character trait in me that has been chasing the presence of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit away from me. Lord, I pray that you help me to see it. Uh, help me to identify it. Uh, that I may deal with it. Uh, that I may deal with it. Uh, that the presence of God will be able to marry me. That the presence of God will be able to overshadow me and to overtake me in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Zemede gobosaya. Bromo do gobosaya. If you're really ready to see and you do, put up your hands.
you're really ready because it will be an, a bad thing or it will be even more deadly to you if you see and you don't eliminate. But if you're sure you want God to show you that you may eliminate, you're not just going to see. The judgment will be different if you see and you know and you don't take it away or if you keep it. Do you understand, children of God? Now, put up your hands and I'm going to pray for you. Father in heaven, I pray for your people. Lord, they have vowed before you that if you show them their cast objects and items, they are going to eliminate them. Spirit of the living God, come upon them. Open their eyes wide and clear. In the mighty name of Jesus, open their eyes. Holy Spirit, open their eyes. Holy Spirit, come upon them, open their eyes, that they will see their cast objects and character traits in their lives and eliminate them. Spirit of the living God, I am asking you to open their eyes. Open the eyes of these people that they will see the accursed things and eliminate them. Yes, even if it be hair pieces, Lord, they vow to eliminate. Lord, whatever it is in our camp that is giving the enemy advantage over us, I pray, oh God of mercy, that you reveal it to us, that you expose it to us, that we may eliminate it. Lord, we vow that whatever it is, we shall get rid of it by your mercy. Lord, I pray, oh God, that you open their eyes effective tonight, effective right now. And may they be able to execute the plan to eliminate every accursed object and thing in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And everybody say, Amen. And everybody say, Amen. So many of you are going to see, but make sure you remove Whatever the Lord will show you. Hallelujah. Some of you are going to just touch it. I've seen someone. It's a decoration in your home. You're going to touch it and your heart will not feel right. It's like a woman. Hallelujah. It's like a what? But it's a bad image. Hallelujah. It's been a decoration in your home. You're going to touch it yourself and you'll not feel right. Because it doesn't belong there. So whatever you have bought with your money that the devil has been using to bring you down, I pray that God will expose it, that you may eliminate it in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody say amen. And everybody say amen. In Jesus' name, amen. go and see. And after you see, take action in Jesus' mighty name. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forevermore, in Jesus' name. Amen. Surely God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever, in Jesus' name. Amen. May the good Lord bless you, and see you tomorrow. Service starts at 10.30. Be blessed.
with you And my soul sings out As your word grows down far away I sing to you And my heart cries holy Hallelujah, Father, you're near Waiting up at night 
You might be the man struggling to provide, feeling like it's hopeless. Maybe you're the son who chose a broken road. Maybe you're the girl thinking you'll end up alone. Praying, God, can you hear me? Oh, God, are you listening?
So loud.